Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Rich Urban Show. I'm your host, Rich Urban, coming to you from historic Harpersbury, West Virginia. Tonight's episode is, Was the U.S. Capitol Breach Part of a False Flag Operation? I'd like to start this episode with a scripture reading. This reading is from the Daily Inspiration, which you can find at visionroot.org, V-A-S-I-O-N-R-O-T.org. Chun Sung Gyeong 163. That's from the teachings of Reverend Sung Myung Moon. In the past, I saw right through those people who came to the Unification Church with the motivation to use it for their own purposes. Those people did all sorts of things. I knew who they were, yet I let them deceive me. Why did I do so? It is because God has been doing so to this day. When people betrayed me and turned their backs, I could have exploded in indignation and resentment, saying, Those reprobates should be struck by lightning. Yet when I thought about the heart of God, who longs for the return, I could not do that. Each time I grasped that suffering heart of God and had the heart to forgive. A new segment like that of a bamboo shoot was created. Do you understand? A segment of the Unification Church was made. That is how we are making family segments, travel segments, and national segments. And Chun Sung Young, 1352. Do you know how important the 430 couples are? Originally, their blessing should have taken place last year in 1967. Instead, it was held this year on February 22nd, which was the 20th anniversary of my entry into Hung Nam prison. Accordingly, there is great significance in completing 20 years of my course of restoration, both spiritually and physically. You, therefore, stand in such a significant position in commemorating that important day with me. Ye shall rise when honor it is to have such a right of participation. That day is not a sad one. It is also George Washington's birthday. Knowing this, all of you should work hard to form a wonderful to form wonderful families of your own. That ends our scripture reading. Good evening. So another a special edition of the Richard Urban Show. Um talking about the events yesterday at the U.S. Capitol, as I said yesterday in my uh, previous edition on Mike Pence is Jesus Iscariot. Stacy and I were there. We weren't um, at the U.S. Capitol, but we were at the um, March to Save America where President Trump spoke. And I'd like to address more what what is going on. So if you look on um, you know, some of the different posts on uh, Facebook and Twitter and you know different media sources, you find that it appears at least some several of the um, participants were were actually, as I pointed out yesterday, they were members of Antifa. So it appears there's some very very strange things. I'm gonna post a few tweets. I don't want you know to get the listeners you know cross-eyed or viewers. <laughs> With so many different things. But it's some very strange things happen. Like, first of all, there's a video of the, um, how do you say, the police letting the the uh, protesters into the Capitol grounds. Televising the breach and the people are walking orderly down the line, people. And when you breach that, you haven't gone through security. You didn't go through the metal detectors. Y'all have breached security. That's very strange. 
Then there's other pictures where that look almost like a photo shoot. Where, you know, the photographers are just standing around. The police are kind of chit-chatting with the demonstrators. And there's another one of a, you know, policeman. It looks like it almost like a photo shoot who looks like he's, you know, you know, sort of discouraging the protesters, but also sort of, you know, leading them up the stairs. There's a lot of weird stuff. And then there's this tweet from a guy at NBC News, an international correspondent, who I assume is relatively neutral. I don't, you know, you know, know that he's a particular supporter of one side or the other. Anyway, he's saying it seems that, you know, here that the police were, um, you know, the protesters knew where to go. And then, you know, the police seem to be not, you know, frightened by it. So there are other reports that, um, you know, people saw of the Antifa protesters were to wear their hats backwards. And you see in other clips where, in fact, they do. And you see a bunch of people with masks. And I was at the rally and almost nobody was wearing a mask. Now, I'm not talking here about a uh, gas mask. Well, certainly nobody at the rally would. Trump speech was wearing a gas mask. And that's, you know, we don't know if anybody had any or not. But, I mean, so in other words, these people, definitely some of them were Antifa. And they were wearing uh, just masks like Antifa usually do, you know, bandanas or whatever. And, and you can see the Trump supporters in another video chanting at them, you know, Antifa, Antifa, you know. And also there's a bunch of... Uh, there's Trump supporters trying to push back the people who are trying to the uh, backwards hat Antifa people who are trying to attack the police. So there's a, just a lot of weird stuff. Then there's another report that there's a busload of Antifa people, you know, dropped off by a former FBI agent who was apparently on the scene. So I think it's reasonable to say that there definitely were Antifa people there. But there also definitely were, obviously, some of the Trump supporters went in. Like I saw there's one uh, delegate-elect from West Virginia went in, House of Delegates. And then the, the woman here, pictured here, tragically murdered a very nice woman. Yeah, I think she was murdered, too. She was shot. Ashley Babbitt. Uh, I don't know if any of the protesters were actually armed with weapons who were in there. I haven't heard of any of them. I'm not saying it was good they were in there. But it seems like there could have been really a case for excessive force used. I also want to remind the viewers that, of course, cities were burning down all summer, and the Democrats said that was fine, basically. They never condemned it. And I think Biden, after six months, said some weak statement about it. Yeah, six months later. That's real sincere. So there's a, a lot of suspicious, suspicious things that went on. So I do think definitely a false flag operation did occur. I also saw this article that said that already before um, the debate on January 6th and into January 7th, Mike Pence had already, Mr. Mike Pence, due to Iscariot, had already made a deal to limit the debate to two hours. Because I was wondering, like, I was expecting the debate to go on, like, at least 12 hours with all the objections. And so the people... Some people were on like Newsmax tonight saying that actually people being some of the, uh, you know, congressmen and House of Representatives, that there were no senators to support their objections. So I guess the senators copped out. There were only six and seven of them who, who objected. 
but 120 in the house, and then on the second time, 138 objected. So our congressman, Mr. Mooney, I was wondering what he did, and the first time he didn't object, and the second time he did. So I guess he's half-baked, which is probably about right. Um, I mean, one, our Carol Miller from West Virginia did object both times. Congrats to her. The other guy, I think his name is McKinley. He's not the congressman of our district, but one of the three West Virginia districts. He he never objected. So he's a rhino. Goodbye. So there are many, many strange things going on. Uh, you know, and it's tragic. Like the um, very uh, nice woman, Miss Babbitt, was, you know, shot dead. So the point I was making uh, just a second ago was, if you'll remember, I think it was in 2015 or about five years ago, a woman who was like a little disturbed, maybe a little mentally disturbed, she drove up to the White House onto the grounds and then, you know, like I think they told her to stop and maybe she, I think she bumped into one of the steel barriers and backed up and sped down the street. So they started chasing her and she ended up by the Capitol and then she failed to stop and then they put up the metal barriers they have in the roads, like on Constitution Avenue. And then this poor woman. I say the poor woman because she never drew a weapon or did anything. In fact, I don't even know if they knew it was a woman. Anyway, maybe they knew it was a woman. They shot her. The Capitol Police shot this woman 17 times. Never pulled a weapon. Didn't know who it was. And it's amazing. There's a baby in the back seat that the baby didn't get, you know, um, murdered. So, I mean, that, and never, never did one of the Capitol Police get any reprimand for that. Not only they weren't, uh, you know, like indicted for manslaughter, but I don't think anybody was even fired. Can you imagine as a policeman, you're shooting up into a car? You have no idea who's in the car. The car is, is stopped, so it can't do anything. No one's firing at you. And you shoot, shoot the person 17 times. So, you know, I think it should be investigated if excessive force was used. And I think the family deserves that. So you might hoot and holler and say, you know, all these people were in the Capitol. And that's not great. You know, and it probably isn't great. So I'm saying it was a false flag operation. And that some of the President Trump supporters did go in. But if you look at the videos, you see these people with the backwards red hats and the bandanas cursing. Those aren't the daggum Trump supporters. Give me a break. And the Trump supporters were actually trying to keep the people out. So, and this, like I said, there was already a deal with, um, between Pence and McCarthy to limit the debate. So, so I think we really need to look at, the, look at, uh, see who voted. So only six, I guess one person voted one time and not the other, or seven, six to seven of the senators voted to um, uphold the objection. There were two, two times, I think for Arizona and Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. And then 120 and then 138 of the House voted to uphold that. So the House clearly is, as a body, is closer to, you know, the ground in the sense that they're more in tune with the people. But they didn't. So I think people expected the debate to come out. But it's already agreed ahead of time by Mr. Pence used Iscariot that the debate would be limited. So, I mean, you know, I think, like I said yesterday, Mr. Pence is going to go down in history as the Jesus Iscariot figure. 
So when we look at today's reading, to look on the positive side, and I do pray for Ashley Babbitt and her family. And I saw another testimony when I posted my video yesterday. One of the um, people in one of the groups I'm in in West Virginia was saying that she was there, you know, and the police fired the uh, gas canisters into the crowd. And that, you know, she was mad as hell, too. She might have run into the Capitol, too. But her kids were there. So I'm, am I saying, oh, that's great. Everybody should just run into the Capitol. Well, uh, no. But there's a lot of hypocrites like um, Lindsey Graham saying he's going to make it his personal mission to um, prosecute for the next year or two all the criminals, I mean people, he crimped him, who came in the Capitol. Well, Mr. Graham, are you going to look into election fraud? You're going to prosecute people, some of whom I know as a fact. I saw the video like of Ashley uh, Babbitt, and, you know, she. I know she was a veteran. And, you know, whether, you know, she made a good judgment or not, was that right for the uh, policeman to shoot her dad? Uh, are you going to investigate that to make sure she had the right treatment? You know? And don't forget, like I said, about the woman who was shot 17 times by the Capitol Police. Hey, I appreciate police people, you know, law enforcement. But also, I think there's a lot of hypocrites here, like Mr. McConnell. So he didn't want to vote to look into obvious election fraud. And oh, by the way, is his wife maybe compromised? Oh, she quit today as Secretary of uh, Transportation. Well, good riddance. You know what I mean? Good grief. Charlie Brown. I mean, you know, this is crazy. So what good is going to come out of this? You know, I don't know what the end game is, but I do know, like, from today's readings, like uh, Reverend Moon was saying in the readings, that, you know, he knew there was a lot of things going on within the unification movement or the unification church, as some people call it. And there were a lot of, you know, um, traitors there. But yet, you know, he overlooked some of those things, or not so much overlooked it, but, you know, tried to see ahead to what development that would bring, and that it would bring, you know, good uh, branch of families, nations, and the good citizens in the world. So I think something good can, will and can come out of this, you know, that there will be a movement, and certainly the Republican Party is, um, it's already so far off, even my local party, you know, I mean, I know the Tea Party did a lot of good stuff, but around here, it's so closely aligned with the Republican Party. I mean, I've, like, scratched my head at, you know, how they could, like, endorse Jim Justice for governor. The guy's not a, not a Republican. He's, like, a, just a Democrat. He changed his affiliation. That's all. And he's making terrible policy about the COVID. He's an awful governor. Has no integrity. Doesn't pay his own tax bills. You know, his doesn't do the reclamation of lands from his mining companies, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they, like they've endorsed terrible people. So they've got to be able to, um, you know, find a clear way forward. So there can be or is a, um, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, I believe. So, you know, we shouldn't shouldn't be, you know, overly discouraged. Although we'll have to fight like hell to, you know, make sure that these senators like Mitch McConnell and all these guys, we won't forget the 93, 94 senators and even Rand Paul. You know, I thought he was all this libertarian conservative guy and he didn't vote 
to investigate election fraud. He's a fraud. I mean, all these people, they got to go. I mean, what are they concerned about? Are their career in the Senate, maybe? Their dollars and cents? Are they corrupted, you know, morally or sexually or spiritually or monetarily or all of the above? I mean, this is crazy. So, and then we see that more people in the House, that's great that 140, I mean, I guess it would have needed some, you know, 223 or something to get the majority, but, you know, there was more movement there, but the debate wasn't allowed to go forward. So I would say this whole operation could have well very been like the FBI could have been involved. Do you remember the Obamagate? Uh, not the Obamagate. Yeah, Obamagate is the name of a movie put out about the actual tweets, and I recommend it. I'll put the link, you know, you can find the link uh, below, and I'll, you know, for that. And I recommend you watch that movie. That was the actual tweets of Peter Strzok and his lovebird, uh, Lisa Page, about how they were going to make sure that Trump never got in there, and if he was elected, you know, they'd make sure... You know, they would have their little backup plan. And this was the FBI. No wonder it never investigated anything. Could the FBI involved in, in false flags? And now they say this guy, Ray, that he'll um, investigate all these people who broke in the Capitol. But yeah, yeah, they can't investigate election fraud. They haven't been investigating or inv anything about spying on Trump, President Trump. And all these people, Hillary Clinton, have gone unindicted and uninvestigated. Oh my gosh! So, but there is there is a hopeful uh, side to it. So I just wanted to really come out and say, you know, we can see clearly. I believe this really was a false flag operation. You know, then then there was another. I'll put the tweet up here. A woman was saying like, after some people went in, you know, after the false flag people were went in or maybe were led in. Let, L-E-T, let in, and L-E-A-D, let in by the Capitol Police. Then, you know, they invited some of the, you know, other people to come in, and some went in, whether that's good judgment or not, you know, that they went in. And then they were even, as his tweet says, encouraging after people, you know, some people went in, but obviously, you know, hundreds, tens of thousands did not go in. They were encouraging the um, other people, hey, come on in. So, And then it was a setup, kind of an excuse to cover for the already agreed upon agreement of Pence that they weren't going to debate anything anyway. And, you know, I don't know. The senators are trying to use that as some kind of excuse. I watched a little bit of it. Actually, honestly, I was so sick of it. I didn't even watch most of it. Well, we are the senators. And we are not going to be intimidated by these terrible mobsters who broke into the house. Again, I don't condone them breaking in, and neither did President Trump, but at all. But, you know, but they're not investigating the election fraud and all the intimidation. By the way, see my show number 75. I'll post it below about all the fraud and intimidation. Give me a break. So was the U.S. Capitol breach part of a false flag operation? I say most definitely. Most definitely it was. You can see the pictures here of the members that have been previously identified with Antifa. Did some of the Trump supporters go in? Well, yes, they did. Was 
are the senators super hypocritical? Yeah, they're not just hypocritical. They need to be put out of office. And you know what? They will be put out of office. And if they think that people are going to forget about the way they voted and how they didn't investigate the election fraud, you know, they got another thing coming. Also, if anybody knows, you know, like post it below in the comments. I'd like to know why none of the states ever reconvened to certify the Trump electors. That would be Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Nevada. Now, Nevada knows Democrat state. That doesn't excuse it, but it's a little more understandable But in the both houses of the legislature, I believe. But in the other states, I think both all the five states, both houses are Republican. So does that mean that the state places are filled with a bunch of rhinos too? That the good people who held the hearings couldn't get the rhino leaders? I never have seen a good definitive article on that. Couldn't get the rhino leaders to reconvene? I think the Republican Party, I mean, one result of this is going to be, I think the Republican Party is finished. It's toast. It's gone. You know what? They're so stupid. They're idiots. They think <laughs> they're like the never Trumpers like Romney. The 120 idiots who before uh, President Trump was nominated said, we support anybody. We would rather have Hillary Clinton than President Trump. Oh, they didn't quite say that. You know, so I remember writing a letter, probably the only one I've ever written in the Republican National Committee saying, are you guys idiots? Like, are you crazy? You know, you, you, you want, you know, don't want President Trump or what that time candidate Trump, but you want, you know, Clinton. Why don't you just, you know, nominate her as a Republican candidate? I mean, this is the same kind of spirit of these guys like Mitch McConnell. You know, it's toast. They're gone. So I think there's going to be a third party emerging that's viable. I saw someone talking about that. That I believe that's true. Everybody said it should be not just the great American party. It should be really a family party. We need to rebuild, rebuild families, as the scripture reading said today. So that is the core of society as a family. Unless we can get that right, we're not going to have a stable foundation for the society, no matter who's the leader. So do have heart. Um, this is not anywhere near over yet. And I saw ideas that President Trump could declassify the materials, like about all the corruption of Biden. I mean, it's already known that he's a criminal, but why not declassify? Or why don't you declassify the information that's showing why um, Justice Roberts is um, compromised. I think there's some information in court in Maryland about that. So there's a lot of things that are hidden, you know, and even about all the suppression of and spying on President Trump's campaign. And we'd sure like to know why none of the crimes have ever been prosecuted of Clinton and so many other things. Those do need to be declassified. So I, I do appreciate... Um, being able to come on today, being able to support President Donald J. Trump um, and the turncoat so-called Republicans. We can see that the Senate is filled with about 93 to 94. Um, President Trump was kind in calling them weak Republicans. I call them turncoats. You know, maybe they should call them Benedict Arnold Republicans. And then we have the um, in the House a little better. We had some 120 to 138 uh, supporters, so I guess we have some 70 some, um, 50 to 70 some non Benedict Arnold, um, 
you know, Republicans there, and of course the Democrats. You know, I honestly expected if there was an honest debate that some of the Democrats would join. You know, I know some of the Democrats are of good conscience. I think, I hope. No, there are, although it's hard to see how they can go along with the, um, you know, culture of death and abortion. But, um, yeah, that's a typical one. Anyway, I do appreciate you for joining me tonight on this episode. Was the U.S. Capitol breach part of a false flag operation? I'm your host, Richard Urban. Do be blessed. Do stay encouraged. Uh, do stay in God's will. And thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.